You're listening to the Living on Purpose podcast with Pastor John Scally, a ministry of Emmanuel Church. Episode 3. What does the Bible say about death and taking one's life? If God knows when all will die, then can one really take their life before his plan? Yeah, this is a big time question that we want to answer. And I, I do need to say this. Please, please, please do not attempt to take matters into your own hands when it comes to living or dying. God is the giver and God is the taker of life and it's not us. And so if you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, please, I beg you, please reach out. We love you. We care about you. And uh, we want to help you as pastors, as leaders. Obviously, there's professional counselors and a couple of things that we'll give as we finish the podcast today. So for all of our listeners who are indeed listening to this, um, please understand this question was sent anonymously. I don't even know who sent this question, but I do want to make a plea to whoever did. Please, if you're struggling, let us know. We want to help you. Um, we want to be there for you. And so this is a big time question. There's a few things that I want to just say right away. There's a lot of misunderstandings about suicide and what that looks like biblically. And so a couple of things that are not misunderstandings that are very clear, I believe, is that suicide, number one, is murder. The Bible says in Exodus 20, verse 13, you shall not murder. Psalm 31, verse 15, the Bible says, my times are in your hands. In other words, my life uh, my dash, sometimes you use that phrase or that idea from beginning to end, from birth to death, is in the hands of God. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, from those who pursue me. The psalmist said that in chapter 31 and verse number 15. And so the Bible is very clear that uh, that suicide is not something that we're to be a part of. There's different examples, six specific people who committed suicide in the Bible. I'm not going to read each one of them. But we know the one that stands out in Matthew 27 and verse 5 is Judas. Of course, Judas uh, betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And then Judas realized that he had betrayed an innocent man. He felt guilty about it. Uh, it was not a godly guilt. It was a worldly guilt. And obviously, because he uh, tried to give the money back, the chief priests and elders would not take the money. They said, what's that to us? And Judas, instead of repenting of his sin, he went and he took his life. He killed himself. And so uh, of these six men that are mentioned in the Bible, five of them were really noted for their wickedness. And so for the most part, they lived for themselves and not for Christ or not for God. So the Bible really views suicide as equal to murder. Now, it's not murdering another person, but it is murdering self. And so I want us to really realize this. And Job chapter 1 and verse 21, the Bible talks about God is the giver of life. God is the one. Remember, Job said, blessed be the name of the Lord. We sing the song all the time because mm -hmm. God is the one who is the giver and the taker of life. Blessed be the name of Christ, right? Blessed be the name of God. So suicide literally is murder. It's just murdering yourself. And so it's important to recognize that you cannot separate it from murder. It is murder. It's just self-murder. Another thing I would say about suicide is that... There's a lot of people in the Bible that suffer from anguish or despair, anxiety, pain. I think we all do at some level. I know I do at times. I'm sure you do as well. Absolutely. Stress. 
Yeah, I mean, we can be really stressed out. We go through these seasons that are really difficult. There's examples throughout the Bible that Solomon talked about this when he literally said in Ecclesiastes 2 and verse 17 that he hated life. And this was a man who was worth billions of dollars. This was a man who had every sexual pleasure, every worldly pleasure, every uh, thing that you could experience in this culture from building cities in towers, in roadways, and just incredible success in his career to, again, having everyone at his beck and call. And he just, he experienced everything this world has to offer. And yet there was a time when he said he hated life. I think of the story of Elijah. I talked a lot about Elijah in a sermon series a couple of years ago and then wrote about Elijah in the book that I wrote a couple of years ago about being stressed out. And Elijah had this incredible moment in 1 Kings 18 where God uses him to overcome the prophets of Baal when he calls down fire from heaven on the sacrifice. Remember the story? Yeah, it's a miracle. It's an incredible story, just a really powerful story, right? But there was a certain queen, Jezebel, who wasn't around then, who hated Elijah. In in chapter 19, she finds out that Elijah overcomes the prophets of Baal. Elijah has the prophets put to death. These are evil men. And Jezebel threatens to kill Elijah. And Elijah, he, he spirals out of control in despair. He wants to die. He tells God he wants to die. There's also the story of Jonah, right? The great story of Jonah where Jonah is in such despair because God wants to send him to, to bring the Ninevites to salvation, to, to repentance. And Jonah hates them. They're like his mortal enemies. And he, he runs to a place called Nineveh. And God, of course, you know the story. A lot of us do that he ends up in the belly of a large fish. But he was at a place where he just wanted to die, too. He was under such incredible pressure. The Bible talks all about Paul and on his missionary journeys with other leaders, that they were under such great pressure, far beyond, the Bible says, their ability. And they despaired of life itself in 2 Corinthians 1, verse 8. So the Bible is chock full of examples of people going through incredible despair. But the one thing that stands about every example that I just gave, the one thing is that none of these people took their life. Right. God provided a way out. God provided a way out. God provided for them and God taught them, God trained them, God worked in their lives. And so it's so important that we understand that none of these men committed suicide. Solomon would later say in Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 13, he had learned through all this and he said, My purpose is to fear God and to keep his commandments. This is the duty of all mankind. And the Bible tells us that God blessed them. And of course, Elijah later on in all his despair, God sent an angel to provide for him. We know that God used Jonah to lead people to him. And we know that Paul, under all the pressure that he went through, we know that God used him in miraculous ways to start churches all over Asia Minor. So it's important that we recognize this, that God... Even in our pain, God is right there with us. A couple of things I'd say too. Number two is that suicide is selfish. It really is. I can't say it any other way. I'll never forget. I was at summer camp as a youth pastor in a newer church that I was in. And I got the call from someone that the church I'd been in previous that the pastor had committed suicide. Mm. And I'll never forget it. Like he was a man that I loved, a man that I worked for for four years. He had these incredible 
incredibly painful headaches and and, uh, physical issues. He would go to a Cleveland clinic and different places to get all sorts of treatment. And um, it just got to him. He got to the point where he couldn't handle the pressure anymore. He couldn't handle the pain anymore. And he took his life. I'm not here to judge him. I'm not here to criticize him. But I am here to say that his choice affected a lot of people. Hmm. There's a lot of people that really loved him in the church. There was a lot of people that really looked up to him. He had been a pastor in several churches. He was um, a writer for The Moral Majority, which is an important publication. He was a president at one time of a missionary association. He had lots of kids, a large family, um, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful wife. And they suffered through it. Mm. They went through a lot. And um, every year when the anniversary comes up of uh, his death, they'll write things and post things. And they're always things that are encouraging and loving, and they should be. But there's no doubt that the choice that he made, it impacted them in a way that it never should have had to. Right. It's not just one person affected. It's not just one person. And that's what you need to understand. You might think right now that you can take your life and that's it. And let me remind you of this. You do not live in a bubble. You do not make choices in a bubble. Our choices that we make, they affect other people. They affect their families. They affect our friendships. They affect our circle of influence. They affect our churches. If we're a part of a church, they affect us in incredibly uh, painful ways when we make poor choices. And I just want to challenge you with this to realize this, that it's not going to turn out as simple as you think it's going to be. I was at a, a funeral one time in the community. It was crazy. We got asked to do the funeral and you won't believe this, Sam. I don't think I've ever shared this with you, but uh, this guy had committed suicide he had taken his life. I don't remember exactly how he did, but he took his life. And so we were doing the funeral. We didn't know the people. So we're basically just giving a salvation uh, sermon and trying to be an encouragement any way that we could to the family. I'll never forget the scene of this little boy who's up at the casket. And there's his uncle in the casket. He had taken his life. And I found out later that not only had that little boy's uncle taken his life, that that little boy's father, who was the brother of the uncle, the two two brothers that his father had taken his life to. Hmm. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. And I thought to myself, no matter how bad life gets, that's the one thing that nobody wants, right? No matter how depressed you are, no matter how poor you are financially, no matter how um, painful life is because you've made bad decisions and you're feeling the ramifications of it, Nobody wants suicide. Right. Nobody wants that. Uh, nobody wants to live their life without their loved ones prematurely. And so I just want to challenge you as you listen to this today. I, I can't like uh, water this down or soft soap this any other way. Suicide is incredibly selfish. Mm-hmm. So please understand that you are going to make a difference in someone's life in the wrong way if you take your life. Now, here's another thing I would say too. So I think question number two that we're getting into today really deals with, um, well, what does it mean when it comes to the sovereign hand of God? If God really knows, like the question, when we're going to die, can one really take their life before his plan? And so that can be, I'm not totally sure what this person's saying, but it seems like they're saying that 
if I take my life, it must be God's will because he allowed it. And it was according to God's timing. That mm. seems like what they're saying. Mm. I'm not totally sure of that, but I will say this. There's this incredible interplay between God's sovereignty and free will of man. And I, I would be careful to, I would be careful to link the two together in the sense that if I do something, it must be God's will. Well, God allows us to do a lot of things um, that are not right. Mm. God's given us free will. And so the one thing you need to understand is that it's never, ever God's will for you to take life. Right. And there are consequences to that. I will say this, though, as we kind of try to understand this even more. Some people have asked me, well, or people have actually told me this before. Well, so-and-so committed suicide, so they're in hell. Well, that's not a sin unto death as far as spiritual death. Suicide is, and I, I, I almost hesitate to say this because I don't want people to think that, okay, I'm going to go ahead with it. Mm. But suicide is no different than any other sin. It is different in the sense that it has greater consequences, but you cannot lose your salvation by committing suicide. Like, do I believe my pastor is in heaven? Absolutely. He knew Jesus Christ as a savior. He made a poor decision. That does not mean that he lost his salvation. And so I believe he's in heaven with Jesus. There's no example in the Bible where someone committed suicide and that sent them straight to hell. And so we need to understand that um, that it's not a sin that will take away your salvation. But please don't use that as an excuse to follow through with something that's going to bring the kind of pain that you could never imagine. Once you're gone, the kind of pain that your loved ones will go through is unthinkable. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to warn us of that, to be really, really careful of that. I just encourage you, if you're considering suicide, to reach out for help. The national hotline is 1-800-273-8255. I'll say it again, again, 1-800-273-8255. That's the national hotline. Obviously, call 911, go to the hospital, talk to someone, have someone care for you. This is a serious thing. Please take it seriously. And please understand that God loves you. Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. He does not hold your sin against you when you know him as Savior. And uh, there are people in your life that love you, that want to provide for you. And so please, please, please take this seriously and understand what's at stake and realize that it is never the will of God for you to take your life. No matter what you're going through, no matter how much pain you're going through, Listen, some of you are going through tremendous pain. Some of you may be going through a physical pain that is unthinkable. Some of you may have lost a loved one. My parents go through incredible pain all the time over the loss of my sister, my aunt over the loss of my cousin. And sometimes it's just an ocean that comes across them, a wave, a tidal wave of pain. But there's so much left to their lives and they're not willing to give up their lives and neither should you. And we just want to encourage you with this. We love you. Please reach out and let us be an encouragement to you. Use the hotline that I shared and realize that it is never the will of God to take your life. Also, if you're listening to this and you have friends that may be suicidal, reach out to them. Connect them with your body, the church. Help them out. Absolutely. Don't be passive about something that's as serious as this. Be aggressive, go after people in a good way to help them. And remember 
that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus loves you. Amen. And we love you too. Thank you for listening to episode three. Join us next week.